Straight from the city with true heart. We got champs in the making and champs that are rude more. Got that old sport, optimal prime, ready to dominate. The hottest conversations uncensored. It's the time and place. Boss talks, keep it uncensored. It's all hard. You could be for more walks. Come tune in the boss talks. Got that old sport, optimal prime, ready to dominate. Hottest conversations uncensored. It's the time and place. Boss talks. Listen, we took a little bit of a break. We uh, released some uh, videos we had canned. That's kind of my fault. Uh, I don't even want to say it's your fault. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Here's got, the, here's the, here's the thing: is uh, Tino doesn't like to take time off, so God it. said, "Listen, I'm gonna make you take some time yes, off." Yes, he did. So, yes, he did. Yeah. He always finds a way to slow you down. But uh, listen, we're back better than ever. Yeah. Uh, and again, welcome back, Boss Talk Uncensored. My name is Tino Amaya. I'm here with my good friend, co-host Jeff Copy. Shout out. Uh, let's do some shout outs real quick. Yes, shout out go. Triple D Liquidation. Good stuff at a great price. I'm actually getting ready to go unload another pallet I right now. So I'm that. pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, and then Monroe Nutrition. We are Monroe, right between our diner and Monroe Florist. Come in, get your good vibes, healthy tea, healthy shakes. Yeah, man. What you got, Tino? Uh, well, as you know, Tino Amaya State Farm Insurance Agency, 15621 South Telegraph Road, celebrating our 20th year. I just got my 20-year plaque, man. That's Bananas. Awesome. Long time, long time. Got had a lot of great clients over the years. Uh, you know, just just proud to to be an integral part of uh, the Monroe community, of course. And then Amaya's Fresh Mexican Grill. We make it fresh daily. You know, Dude. or my mama would just That's absolutely slap me. <laughs> yeah. She didn't let me get away with nothing. And then last but not least, in my group, Inc., we do, uh, you know, small restaurant renovations, uh, relaunches, menu engineering, consultation. If you need something, give us a shout. A uh, couple quick shout outs. Obviously, Brain Jerk Josh. Yes. Got to give Josh, our producer, a big shout out. He's got the uh, green screen going. Dude, this is sweet. It is great. Great, we got the logo back there. Yeah, you can't see it. Can I, can, Josh, can we there? do? Can we do something crazy? Like, I'll be like, put fire on them, and then there's like fire, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like Tino says a bar, and I'm like, put fire on, put them. fire on, and it then now. there's fire. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, so well, so. I've seen a picture of Bronco there. You had him in the background. Yeah, that yes, that was on this right wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all brain jerk, Josh. Man, this guy's got just an amazing imagination. Uh, Josh Moore, our producer, doing a great job for us. So today wait who else we want to shout out really quick man let's shout out uh d mills he's got another yes. fight coming april 14th let's go 12 and 0 yes 12 yes and 0. yes d mills well and you know what so on that on all the all the boxers here Monroe, yeah. dude we've got a Matt, we've got a state yeah matt's going crazy we're getting ready to have a guy on the podcast soon no love weber yes he's seven and oh right now i mean all these they just put on a great show shout yeah. out to uh carlos clip it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so and we want to support all of our Monroe guys. I mean, that's one thing that that we, you and I are very big supporters yeah. of all things Monroe. Um, have to make sure, yes. And then, of course, Conquering Giants. We got to yes. give a shout out to our good friend. Man, come on. Kyle Buckley. Yes. Changing lives every single day, 365. And then, of course, he just launched that new line of uh, Godwins. Yes, that's pretty sweet. Go, go to his go to his website. Go to his Facebook page. Check him out. Um, man, is that it? Is that all we got? Man, and uh, let's just give a shout-out to uh, BTT. Yes, always, absolutely. They're like the OGs. You know so. what? And uh, Devin Kennedy. Devin just launched his podcast yeah. with Coach Jones. Yeah. So, listen, there's a lot of stuff happening. A lot of people hitting the airwaves. You know, we're not the only ones. I mean, you know, it's the hottest show on the mm -hmm. planet. I'm just saying. But, right. you know, how to show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> so, like let's that. get into today. So, today on our show, we've got uh, Jeff Hill. And uh, Ed Shinovar from Cravings. We're going to talk a little bit about going from an ice cream shop to a card collectible shop. Yeah. And then Jeff bringing in, oh, man, listen, one of my absolute favorite guys of all time, UFC legend. 
can I say UFC legend when they were men and actually fought like 25 times a night, knocking people out <laughs> 25 <laughs> times a night. It seemed like it. Jeez, right. OP. No time limit days. Uh, then they switched like the 30 minutes straight, 30 minute time limit. But Dan the Beast Severn, you heard that right. Jeff has got him coming in for an autograph signing. Then he's coming over to a my well, we're doing a podcast with him. Mm -hmm. And then he's coming to Amaya's. We're going to be hosting uh Dan the Beast signing autographs. I'm gonna let Jeff get into all that here in just a second, but signing autographs, uh shaking hands, talking about uh, you know, his time in the UFC, and then of course letting everybody know what he's up to now. So time out, time yeah, out. Yeah, man. Let's like go. we like where, like where going? Like like, am I in that podcast? I mean, you could come with, yeah, come oh, along. What's, what's going we're on? We're doing Pillar Talk. Oh, oh it's, yeah, on yeah, Pillar yeah, it's on Pillar okay, Talk. Okay, all right. Bet. But, dude, come along. Dude, I'm, I'm going to drop I just want to be a fly on the wall. Like, That's I what I'm saying. Wanna... I, well, here's the yeah. thing. I, I, I was going to, I was hoping you would show up because I want Dan to, like, display some of his favorite moves. And he's um, going to need someone to yeah. choke out. He's going to need someone to twist up. That'd be cool. <laughs> I, I've been I'm in the ring so, with him. You don't really want that. I promise I'm you. You so do not busy. want it. Todd Williams always tells me, he goes, Eddie, you always are welcome to free lessons. Yeah. All you got to do is show up because I'm, I'll give you all the free lessons you want. Oh, yeah. No, we, we know Todd oh too well. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little too yeah, busy. I'm a little lessons. too busy that day. I'm never charging, <laughs> he said. Yeah, all I, right. I've been in the ring more than once with Dan, and, and that's the stupidest thing I ever did in my yeah. life. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Who wants to start first? Who wants to tell us a little bit? All right. Ed? Let's get going, man. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. I'm sure you're a Monroe guy, so I'm sure a lot of people know you. But for those people, this is streaming all over on every platform nationwide. Tell a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and uh, yeah, what you do. Yeah, Ed uh born and raised in Monroe my whole life. Uh, 52. I'll be 53 here in uh, about a month. Um, love the community. You know, like like Bronco would always say, you know, born and raised in Monroe and and it, it's my hometown it always will be yeah um raised your family here and everything yeah. yeah yeah I grew up out in the beaches um that's where I started collecting cards you know when okay. I was like 12 years old with all my they called us beach rats back then but um <laughs> it's all good you know what I'm saying and uh started collecting cards when I was 12 years old and I used to come downtown and Luke Connor had a watch shop right over there on east uh this is East Front, that first street over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First. Yeah, big tall guy. I actually think he's still living. I think somebody told me he's almost hundred years old. Um, but I would I would mow lawn and I go to I go in there and just bike cards whenever I could. Mm -hmm. and that yeah. was my hobby and bring him home, sort of make sets. And um, I went to flea market one time with my grandpa over on Herd Road and he rented tables and I said, I'm gonna sell some cards, you know what I mean? Now, how, so, how old were you when that happened? Probably 13. I wow. Yeah. So you became yeah. a hustler early. Right, right. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and my grandpa, I think, paid $5 for a table. And he, he used to buy jewelry. He would buy cologne. He he would he would sell apple cider that he'd make he'd make down here in the East End. And wow. I put three sets together, and I, I sold it for like 30 bucks, 10 bucks a set. And now, what year was this? This was probably 84. Oh, man. 13. Listen, $30 in 1984. Yeah, you were rich, brother. I mean, I'm on a lot of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I was so happy. My grandfather was mad. Like, like I made 30 bucks, and, and he didn't sound like $15 worth of stuff that day. Dang. Wow. And I said, what's the matter? He goes, nothing, nothing, nothing. And I'm like, do you want some money for the table? And he's like, right, yeah. I expected him to say no. He's like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want some money, you know. He put the money in his pocket, and then I'm like, wow, I can make money doing something I love and enjoy. And yeah. Then, and I was never a collector, you know. What I mean, some people get attached to the card; they don't want to sell it. Yeah. They're it's their PC. They put them on their walls. I mean, I want dollar bills, so I right. buy something. I sell it. I think it, it, it's hard to be a card shop owner, to be a broker and, and a collector. You yeah. know what I mean? So something comes in. If I buy it for a dollar, or a dollar somebody's going to give me two, it's gone. Yeah. Right, 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 you know right. I mean? So it's kind of the, you know who Gary Vee is? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It does all like the sales. like oh, yeah, yeah. It does yeah, all the yeah. the garage selling and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's kind of the Gary Vee mentality. Everything's for sale. Yeah. All the time. Everything's yeah. for sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, now comic books too. So were you collecting comic books at that point or no? Um, I got into the comics early in like 1990 when Image came out. Um, they had Spawn. They had you know. Isn't that around the time they were doing like Savage all the Gold Dragon. Leaf stuff as well? Like they were doing like those the Gold Leaf uh, magazines. Yeah, with, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they just started producing so much stuff in the 90s, and 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 it started. All right, maybe I should do comics. Maybe I should do Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels was big. Maybe yeah. I should, maybe I should just stick with cards. And um, there were just a lot of opportunities back back in the early to the late. 80s to early 90s and everyone had the same mentality that i'm gonna buy these cards and i'm gonna get rich someday yeah right 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 well lo and behold no one knows that they printed 80 billion cards back in the late 80s <laughs> yeah, and 90s. yeah yeah and, and i mean you used to buy these sets on jc pennies for 24 dollars a set you know what i mean they, they ship them right to your house you wanted one for christmas you wanted one for your birthday I used to get cards for Easter. Those sets are 34 years old. 34 years old today, and we're five bucks. Wow. Um, wow. You know, and when most people call me with a collection, they're like, I got some old cards. I'm like, 50s and 60s. No, these are like 35 years old. These are in the 80s and 90s. You're like, yeah, I'll give you 250 for them. <laughs> right. You know, I have to look at everything because you never know. You know what I mean? Somebody might have something in that that, that little diamond in the yeah, rug they, they yeah. could have had that tight cob that slid in there from their great great grandpa and they might have nothing but 1990 sammy social cards they ain't worth 25 cents so i i give people the time to to evaluate and look at every one of their collections let me let me ask you this how do you actually put a value on something it's almost like art right because it's it's only valuable to somebody that wants to buy it i mean it's right. kind of like what you do yeah. right i mean yeah. it's kind of similar well, well back in the 80s there was a price guide, a Beckett price guide. Okay. okay. And and it came out once a month. So the cards either went up and down every month. They mm -hmm. had a little arrow if they went up. They had a little arrow if they went down. And I'm not sure who really determined what the value of the cards were. Okay. Um, and that went on for years, years. Everybody would buy their Beckett's. And you had a low end, which if the card was in bad condition, it was worth $2. And you had a high end, if it was in great condition is worth six dollars all right so the card sold between two and six dollars and that's what we went went by for for, for generations and a lot of times no one's gonna give you more than six dollars for a card if the book tells you it's worth six you know they want it for four right you know i would tell you it's in bad condition i want it for two but <laughs> right you know, yeah. then i try to sell it for six right. because yeah. i think it's a good condition man yeah. look at this end right here look at this right, right. this is a <laughs> so i can't do nothing with this yeah <laughs> oh, but that's the, the industry changed and, and, and more product come out panini come out um technology started taking over and, and internet and stuff like that and um people started selling stuff online so you got ebay you, you got amazon you, you got all of these, these these places that you can sell your items i mean ebay everybody in the world buys so, you know, if you sell 100 Aaron Judge rookies on eBay, you take the average cost on those 100 cards, and that's what that card's worth, because that's what the people in the country are willing to pay. Yeah. You know, I mean, you might pay $80 for it. Last year, he gets hurt, and everybody's selling them for 40 bucks now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. So that card's only worth 40 bucks, because that, that's what the people so in the can I, can I, are paying. So, can I ask you a question? So Michael Jordan. Oh, I knew this is coming. I knew. Keep no, going. no, Go no. I'm just, yeah. I got to ask. Yeah. I got to ask. Go so if I had a rookie Michael Jordan, what would that be tentatively worth today? In mint condition. Mint condition is considered a PSA 9 or a Beckett 9. Okay. okay. Probably about three bucks, right? <laughs> no, it's about, about $30,000. That's staying in my safe. What about, <laughs> what about LBJ? If I had a LeBron James rookie, you didn't let me finish. Oh, okay. All right. If your Michael Jordan was really meant and PSA was degraded, a PSA 10 would be worth 150000 That big of a difference between a 9 and a 10. 
Holy bananas. It might have a white corner. It might be off center. It might have a speckle. Um, I'm not a big fan of the grading. Yeah. Uh, but it started taking over in the late 90s and everybody just started this card gem mint. You take a nine and you take a 10, you can't tell. You the can't tell the by difference. Looking at yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I used to be how much money you spent with the grading company, your last name. You get the tens, everybody else gets <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the nines, right? Yeah, we're, yeah. Just, we're just taking your money. We're, we're giving everybody else. Money. Right, right, I right. It was like a mafia, but right. Um, now, what about LeBron? If I had a, if if somebody had a, mind LeBron, you, he's still playing. So, yeah. but still, well, he's not like Michael Jordan. He, he's of got, course he's not. He's got no, no. He, in the collecting, <laughs> in the collecting business, he's not. He he's got like twenty five rookie cards. Yeah, Michael Jordan got one. Right, right. It's Fleer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan got tops. He's got tops chrome. He's got Fleer. He's got exquisites. He's got upper deck. He's got just just too many rookie cards. But his best card is an exquisite um, autograph RPA rookie. They numbered them the ninety nine. Um, but you probably have his tops. Oh, I don't actually have one. No, no, I'm, I was just giving <laughs> you a hard time. If you had a if you man, had, listen, if okay. I had that card, <laughs> hey, trust all right, me. Here you go. If you had a PSA ten LeBron James, which is the highest grade you can get, yeah, for about twenty six hundred dollars. You hear that, Jeff? All right. If you had if you had a PSA two Michael Jordan, it's worth about twenty six hundred dollars. Yeah. Because Michael Jordan's been retired. It's, no, no, it's because he's the best. He's got some shoes. It's because he's the Michael best. Michael Jordan, the goat. We have he's this, the goat. That, that's what I love about the card. You heard, I'm sorry. Can you say that out loud? Michael Jordan is the goat. Thank you. Thank Always you, thank will you. be. I mean, and I respect uh, you. You know, you've you've been a coach before. You know, you've you know you've had uh, sons that are athletes. So I respect what you're saying, and I'm just gonna keep it at that. <laughs> I respect what you're saying. <laughs> so, all right, let's Michael bring Jordan. What was a leader? From, from day one to, to the day he retired, he, oh, he didn't whine, he didn't pout, he didn't cry, he didn't flop. If you if you if you play with Michael Jordan, you played a hundred percent, or you didn't play with him. Yeah, nineties you know I mean? was an easy time to do that too. He didn't say, "Go get me Anthony Davis, go get me Russell Westbrook." You know what? Dang. They gave him Paxton, they gave him Kerr, they gave him Kurt, right? They gave him Purdue, they gave him Kukos, and they just kicked how much everybody but how much they, did he pay you? How much did he pay you? Hey, hey, you heard you heard what the man's saying. He's spitting facts like F A C T S hashtag facts. But back, back to the Michael Jordan thing. Um there's a national card convention that goes on there every year. They have it in Chicago, they have it in Atlantic City, they have it out in California, they have it in Cleveland. I was submitting some cards to PSA, and it said, enter for a chance to win a Michael Jordan World, PSA 9. We're giving away three of them in, at the Nationals in Chicago. It's going to take me five minutes to fill it out. What the, yeah. what the heck I got yeah, to lose, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I filled it out. I submitted my cards, and a few weeks later, I was heading to Chicago. I got down to Chicago, and my buddy, um, Adam Rowe, he was actually from – mineral him and his brother jason and they're some of the biggest buyers in the world right so they get tables down there at nationals and i set up with them i work for them i buy deals for them my phone rings and i'm like hello and he's like yeah this is dan from psa i'm like oh man don't tell me my order's messed up because i sent him some andrew luck uh contenders card they were worth like a thousand dollars at the time and i figured they're gonna tell me they damaged one he's like congratulations i was like what he's like yeah you won Today's Michael Jordan PSA nine rookie. Dang! It's, wow! It's going, like, it's going for like six thousand bucks at a time, right? Dang! And I said, I'll be over a minute. He's like, mm. Well, you here? I'm like, I can see your booth. Yeah. I'm like waving, and he's like, All right, I see it. He's like, All right, come on over in about thirty minutes, and we'll go live, and we're presenting with the rookie card. Well, I had thirty minutes before I get I got the card, right? Mm. I was walking around on tables. You want to buy Jordan? You want to buy Jordan? Want to buy Jordan? Oh, wow. Buy Jordan? So I had it sold for 5500 before I even got it, right? <laughs> oh, my so word. So I go over there. I go live on TV. They present it. I open the box. I hold it up. I shake the president's hand. Walk around three table. Hand the guy. He gives me 5500 bucks. And I put it in my pocket. And Dang. Out, good night out in Chicago we went. And, so, now, wow. and now you said that's worth like 30000 Yes, it is. Wow. Yeah, it is. it is. How long ago was that? This was 2000 and maybe 19, right before the pandemic. Wow. Right before the yeah, pandemic. Wow. 
That's crazy. Dang. Man, that went up quite a bit in just that little bit of time. Well, you know, LeBron brought Jordan's stock up, you know, everybody, by wearing all he his brought gear. Him relevant again. Yeah, because he, he, he wears everything Jordan. He never did that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, this is what that. happens. The pandemic is what brought the Kurt industry to life. Did it? And, and, and I, I believe the reason it happened is, is people like to spend money. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And, and when, when everything shut down for a month, couldn't go to Disney World, couldn't go to a ball game. Yeah. Couldn't go out to eat. You know you mean? What, what are these people going to spend their money on? Well, let, let's be clear. It shut down for more than a month. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Because I was four shut months, down. Right. I was shut months, down. Well, well, then, and then even after we reopened, I mean, we yeah. spent restaurant industry-wise. Right. I mean, but, man, but we were so down. regulated. And, and, Jeez, OP. Yeah. I was allowed to be open. Yeah, yeah, same. Retail. Yeah, right. You, you yeah, 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 yeah. And, and people just wanted to spend money on well yeah. well let's talk about that for a second so so did you get your start like when everything switched to online so you were going to to, to shows then when everything kind of started technology picked up did you switch to an online base and start selling online i started doing shows at first okay and and um i started doing shows heavy back in 2004 i, I was in and out of the game for a lot you know i mean i was heavy with with Jordan, I, I was heavy when Peyton Manning and Randy Moss in '98. Yeah. Then when LeBron came out in 2003, me and my kids got back in it. I was buying cards. I was what about Kobe? Cards. Kobe, I missed that boat on that one. Okay. Yeah, he was. I got back into a heavy with '98 with Peyton Manning and Randy Moss. I missed a lot of Kobe stuff. Um, but I, I started buying Kobe stuff when when I, I got back into it. You could, you could buy a top rookie for ten dollars just up to three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and now a PSA ten worth a thousand bucks for right. a Kobe. But I was in and out yeah, of the game. Okay, I'm in and more. out of the game, and I still had some cards. They were in my basement. I picked up another hobby, which was harness horse racing. I used to go down to Toledo. Wow. You know, and and, and they closed the track down in, in like 2014. I think it was they closed the track down and. I got to find something to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for Christmas, I got a Amazon gift card. Mm. I'm just browsing the internet. And I see these flyers, these advertisements pop up. Buy a 1983 top clear baseball set. Punched in the codes on that card and started buying. Started doing shows, buying and selling at the shows. Um, then when I met my buddy Adam Rowe, he he's got Rakers Row. He's I do all my stuff on eBay. I do all my stuff on eBay. I'm like, man, eBay's got fees. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're, you're talking 13. percent Wow. Yeah, I didn't know, know that. If, if yeah. I if I sell a car for 100 bucks, I pay eBay 13. percent Yeah. Right? I mean, so I'm right. making 87 dollars. Right. And the problem with that when people bring a card into you and for the hundred bucks, they want eighty five dollars for it. Yeah, right? right, right, right. Most of my sales, my big sales, are on, on the internet. Yeah. So I mean that that that's why the shops are starting to stay open longer. You're seeing more shops is is they can supplement the revenue, their income. They mm -hmm. they can sell on eBay. They can sell on Facebook. They can they can do shows. I mean, back in the eighties, if they didn't walk through your door and spend money, you didn't make money. Yeah, right. right. There's so many more opportunities to be successful. Right in the card industry right now. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's why you got a lot more shops in Michigan than you did back in. Uh, so when 90s. did you make the transition then from like doing that stuff to like brick and mortar? Because so let's let's talk a little bit about the transition from Cravings the ice cream shop. Yeah, everyone. Uh, so real quick, I want to I want to yeah. when 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 Jeff came into this too. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. no <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm, that's what we're gonna get. We're gonna kind of bring that in. Right now, because Cravings was the ice cream shop. Well, that I worked there in high school my senior year. At Cravings? At Cravings. I was running all the... Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. When was your senior year? 2015. Oh, yeah. That's when it was horrible. I remember that year. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Freezer burn ice cream. <laughs> ice cream. Yeah. But yeah, I was running, yeah, I was running all the, uh, the trailers and stuff out at the state park. Okay. The, the ball games, the, all the yeah. softball games. They had that gig and... I was doing all that stuff, and so I never actually was in the shop mm -hmm. um, too much. Like, I think maybe one time, but other than that, I was mostly out at all the trailers and all that stuff. And all right, well, 
thank you for having me here first oh 100 man thank you for the coming ice cream shop um I, i've known sean mcgowan he owned the building yeah for 30 years we we used to do shows together and we we done a lot of deals together and and he had the ice cream shop here and he used to set up out the fairgrounds and and they they, they do their chocolates and that's out the fairgrounds well they're, they're still doing that that that's okay why they won't give me so with that so ownership of the right. thing yeah, yeah 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 um a few years ago maybe three three years ago I, he had some stuff out there he used to actually carry pokemon cards in there he said with with the ice cream and magic right, right. i just started buying some stuff because i'm always online i'm like man i can sell it back for 99 dollars. he's got it for 59 i was like take 50 bucks for that box yeah sure all right you got any more at home yeah i got a few more i'll bring them in tomorrow so he noticed i was buying a bunch of cards from him he was like he's like is the card business good i said you know what you you can make a little bit of money yeah so i started buying stuff off him and then he had all this inventory from the shop and the other shop he used to have and I told him I I always wanted a card shop back in Monroe. And, and and even when I was 15 years old and I would go into Connors and Donald Graham, I was like, one day I'd love to own a card shop. Yeah. And I started talking to him about it. And he's like, I'll rent you my building. Cravings. I'm like, well, let me check it out. So I we go, we go down there. I go in there. He's got showcases in there. He's got He's got Slurpee machines. He's got hot dog machines. He's got nacho machine, machine, pizza, ice cream. I said, dude, we can call this cones and cards. Mm. Yeah. Wow. He's like, that's a great idea. He goes, I'll, I'll let you use the equipment. You won't have to pay nothing for it. I'm so like, do you serve ice cream and stuff in there? No. no let me oh, okay. Finish. Sorry. Let sorry. Me sorry. Me back off. Um, back off. Anyway, I said, okay. And he, he gave me a really good deal on the rent. So I'm like, okay. My next question utilities i said what's your water bill he's like 60 bucks 60 bucks 40 bucks every two months cool what's your gas bill he goes i never even hooked it up we got insulated walls and out outer guys <laughs> heat heated up right i was like all right we, we didn't find out we did have our first yeah. two hour two years later i said what's your electric bill he goes about 1700 to 2000 a month sounds about right i said Get them ice cream machines out. Right. <laughs> I don't want to pay five hundred dollars a month for your rent, and I got to pay seven hundred dollars for electric. I said, you know how many ice cream cones I got to sell to make yeah, up seventeen hundred bucks? Yeah. yeah. But I love the idea of cones and cards. You know, yeah. kids and cards, and I like ice cream myself. Don't give me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, I end up leasing the building from him, and and. I knew I wasn't gonna make a lot of money in right, the building. Right. And I didn't have to because because he gave me a good lease and and um I just do a blank. I, I didn't have to because I, I was supplementing my my stuff. Right, I, yeah, I, yeah. Because you because you have a, and you also have a day job. Right. So and, and and see selling is the easy part in this industry. Anybody can sell these cards, buying is the hardest part. Right. You got to be able to buy stuff in order to sell it, and if you can't buy it at the right price, you can't make money selling it. Right. And I I know there's a lot of vintage people that it, there's a lot of vintage collectors in Monroe. There's a lot of cards out there. I said, you know what? If if I can just open up, and, and if I can make money off of people bringing stuff to me, selling it online, selling it at the shows, um, I can be successful. Yeah. You know? And 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 if it wasn't for people bringing cards into me right now, I wouldn't be in business because th that's where I make most of my money, buying stuff off of you, buying stuff off of, you know, people just walking in. And I, I get calls all the time and I keep waiting for that big deal. I haven't got yeah, that big yeah, yeah. deal You know what I mean? I want somebody to say, hey. Man, you saw, hey that that sounds just news. like you right now. He's <laughs> OP. Right. The liquidations. Right. But um, I, I opened up so I can buy, have an opportunity to buy. And and unfortunately, I turn away most most deals because people think everything's yeah, yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Um, if, if you bring me in something, I don't care if it's worth $10 or it's worth $500,000, I'm going to give you an honest 
value of what it is, and I'm gonna pay you a good price. You know, they always say kid get fat and hog get slaughtered. Yeah, you know, I don't want somebody coming here and say, Oh, yeah, that guy gave me 10 bucks for his card, he sold it for it was a two thousand dollar card. I don't want to be that guy, right? right. You know what? If I can make $25 and you make $25 and you're happy, circle keeps going round and round, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So that, that started about two years ago, and and um, it's, it's been great. I love the kids. I love the stories. And if you're out there, you got cards you want to sell. We're open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, we'll, um, we'll plug us with your, uh, you have Facebook page? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, What's yeah. the Facebook page? It, it, it's Craving Sports Cards and Collectibles. Okay. And how about, uh, how about uh, web page? I don't have a website. Page. Okay. Just, just, Facebook. just on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah. That's fine. Awesome. Yeah. And then what's the address down there? 31 East Front Street. 31 East Front. You heard him. 31 East Front, right down the road, right, right across down the corner of Washington yeah. there. So now right how down does the road from Amaya? So, yeah, man, get cars. Lunch, Listen, man. man, come taco. Right. Listen, I think we need to change it. So instead of cones in cars, these yeah. be like tacos in cars or chips something. And cards, right. Chips and yeah, cars. Chips Let's and go, man. Right. Let's do it. Let's do it. So uh-huh. now now how does Jeff come into play? How did you get in involved here? Well, I actually retired about four years ago. I had a heart transplant. Okay. Oh wow. And I got boards in the home. I, I I'd go in and I'd buy ten cent cars, quarter cars, whatever off of him. And cardinals. After, he had to buy cardinals. Yeah, he would come St. in and Louis. buy all my cardinals. I got one guy buy all my tigers, one guy buy all my pirates. <laughs> I'm from St. Louis. He would come okay. in and buy all my cardinals. You know, and, uh, and so I, I would buy them and we got to talking all and I said, Well, you know, let's open up Fridays. That way it take a little of the pressure off Saturday and Sundays. Well, it ended up we're opening Thursdays now and Wednesdays and and it works out really well. I I love it too. I've done it for thirty something years. Yeah, and I I actually sold my first collection and bought my first house. Wow! I sold it to Dean Colstat, which played in the San Jose Sharks organization. Wow! That's he came crazy. he came to my house and loaded it up at five o'clock in the morning. I mean, he, he, start, he started hanging out because I I look at my card shop as like they go to Larson. To, to hang out in PS, they, they they have a couple of drinks and, and yeah. they like the talk. You know, at the barbershop, they go and they want to tell their story. That's so it. I, yes, I, I want people coming in. I want, if, even if you don't buy anything, just stop and say hello. Tell yeah. me what you used to have. Tell me how much you mm. sold your Babe Ruth for. Mm. You, you know, tell me some stories. I, I I like the stories. And this guy right here, he's got stories for days. Well, I've, been, I've job, been around job. the block. Well, listen, I we, wrestled with this guy. I did <laughs> well, that. we had lunch earlier and. Uh, and that's that's kind of how this came about. We were having lunch earlier, and I said, "Man, he started telling me about you know uh, stuff with Dan Severin, and we're going to get into that next." And I'm like, "Bro, you got to be on my podcast. You got to come on the podcast." I mean, yeah. he, he's brought Icky Wood to my store. Tony whoa, 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 whoa. to my store. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I picked Icky Wood up at the hotel, and man, <laughs> oh, yeah. we, we had a good night out. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, he did. Icky Wood there, Tony Atlas. You know, and we're gonna have Dan Severin. He 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 knows. If you listen to him talking, you know him. You're gonna be like, "This guy is full of BS," but but he's not, man. <laughs> right, this right. guy, this guy is a real deal. Okay, so it's so let's loving. talk about Dan Severn. How did that come about? Well, I was actually at Dan's house the other day when I called you. Yeah, and, oh, uh, casually. Just yeah, whatever. no, listen, yeah, listen. I mean, it, it's, Hold it's, on, I gotta tell you. So he calls me up and he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And, you know, this is Jeff Hill. You know, Craving's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I know who you are." He goes, "Uh, yeah, I'm I'm here at Dan Severn's house," and I go. Like the Dan Severn? Like literally, I go, wait, 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 wait. Like, you just said it so casually, just passed right over. I'm here at I'm here at Dan's house. You know, we're just hanging out. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. The Dan Severn? He goes, Yeah, you want to talk to him? Hold on a second, I'll put him on speakerphone. <laughs> that's, that's, awesome. that's the way most people are. I, we were all the same way. Yeah. Tell us about yeah. this. You know? Well, like I said, I've traveled the world with Dan. I mean, literally the world with him. Wow. And uh, we we shared motel rooms together and you know we He's no different than the guy you have working for you. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just a great person. But how did how did that relate? Because Dan's from Coldwater, you're from St. Louis. Well, I actually lived on the other side of the state. For I mean, I moved up here when I was younger. Oh, okay. I lived on the other side of the state, and me and him both were professional wrestlers. I did it for 35 years. Wow. And to make a long, actually, Harley Race was the guy who trained me. Okay. Down in St. Louis, but then uh, me and Dan got together and. We both were you the one that was always supposed to lose every match. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Played out. 
you do what I you got to do. Hey, hey, listen. He's from record? Monroe. You can right, tell. Right, He's right. from Monroe. <laughs> you do what you have to do to get paid. <laughs> that's right. And there's no third money. Right. Yeah. Money, money. That's man, it. That. Hey, hey, that works. It didn't matter to me all at right, all. But yeah, so we, like I said, we traveled the world together and different things like that. We became good friends because neither one of us drank. Did any kind of drugs at all? Yeah. So we 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 had to hang out with each other because, not to rat anyone out, a lot of the people in that business did do steroids, Absolutely. did yeah. do now painkillers and things like that. What uh company were you guys with? Well, at that time, he was with WWE, and I was just floating around with you doing the anybody who hired me. Stuff. Oh, gotcha. But I was actually one of the highest paid in the country, not wow. under contract. Wow! Wow! That's and, awesome. And I won't tell you how much I made because it kind of embarrasses me, but I made good money. There you go. But, uh, yeah, like I said, and a Dan would probably be mad at me when he heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, he's just he's just a normal person. He's he's very down. He's probably the most down-to-earth person you meet. Right? Okay. You know, uh, no, and I, I'm excited to bring him in so everybody can have a chance to sit down and talk with him and get stuff signed. And it's actually this Saturday, pretty much all day yes. long. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be here all day long. I'm coming. Dude, you have to. You have be, to. It'd be yeah. cravings between one and three, and then at your place from five from to five till whenever the fights yeah. are on. Because we're gonna have the real quick. We're doing the MMA real quick. We're, wa- we're watching MMA fights. Yeah, yeah. Who do you guys got for that main event? Oh man, who's on the card? We well, we got the for the main event. We got Leon Edwards I know, against dude, the, I, Nigerian the Nigerian nightmare. nightmare. And I have to let's be honest. Let's be honest. Leon got kind of got lucky. I would say that. So. I, mean, I mean, dude, he was losing. He was down literally all like all five rounds yes. coming into that last minute. But that's fighting. Right. How many times have you seen a guy? You know what I mean? And and you you boxed. How many times oh, have yeah. you seen a guy where, man, they're just getting the snot knocked out of them for six, seven, eight rounds. And then all of us, all it takes is lightning in that the bottle. One. Yeah. That James one hook. Tony, that James one Tony and Michael Nunn was a perfect example of that. When yeah. James lights out Tony beat Michael Nunn. Yes. I mean, Michael Nunn won every round until James lights out Tony just, just, yeah. It was that that overhead. Bow. That's you know, literally that how it. that. So they this is their third time fight, and they fought right at the beginning of their careers, and then they they just fought in August. Uh, Kamar Usman was the champion. He was pound for pound, all that stuff, and beating the crap out of this guy. I mean, it was over. There was a minute left, and he lands a head kick on him, knocks him out. So, yep. come. So anything can happen in that it, sport. Yes. So what do you think? Who do you who do you got? For that main the event. Nigerian. Nigerian nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know what I do, too? I think he's going to be a little Me bit too. more focused. Um, I think, yeah. you know, and we see this happen in, in a lot of these sports. We see this happen lots of times. Guys start to get a little bit more relaxed. It was the lat, literally down to the last minute. Yeah. Hands were, you know, hands came down. He was kind of bouncing mm-hmm. a little bit, not really engaging. And then all of a sudden, you know, you go for that faint, that little faint jab, and here comes that high kick. Man, Bow. and then it was... Go ahead. I think that that's the big difference between UFC and boxing. You 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 can't take a second off. You can't in, relax. In no. MMA. No, you, know you can't. You can lay on the ropes. You can route. You can run. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a, fighting, it's it's a different preparation. And you know, Bronco, a great friend of mine. Shout out to Bronco McCart, the champ. Who? Uh, Bronco McCart. Who's that? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. What up, champ? Wait, who's that? Who? Yeah. I was like, I'm, wait, you're from the room. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Right. Bronco, I mean, well, I mean, you, you guys grew up together. Yeah. We grew, so, we, so, we, we fought together. So, so you yeah. can give him a hard time. Uh, you know, I always I, do. He told me, not when, uh, not if, when, because I'm, I'm just always messing with him. He, one of these days, you're gonna get it. <laughs> Not if it's, it's when. So. Well, you know, but but I mean, you know, you you great friend, but you know, he and I have had these conversations where he and I have talked about like just the difference in preparation, right? You know Can what I, I mean? Out for a couple minutes, my vendors here. Please, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah go right ahead. Back and let Jeff tell you a little about. Yeah, the story absolutely. We're we're, we're close to wrapping anyway, so okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, All step right. out and uh, yeah, come right, right back. back. Thank you. So anyway, um, uh, oh no, you're okay. (laughs) That's what happens when you're live, man. Right, right. You know, I mean, it 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 is what it is. is You got business, got to handle business, and that's one of the things that we talk about quite often is business never sleeps. Right. I mean, we're always trying to do stuff. 
So talk to us a little bit, um, a little bit more about how did this come about with the signings? Like, well, like I said, I was at Dan's house. Uh, when was it Wednesday? Yeah, I think it was Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. And um, he said, "Well, I'm not doing nothing Saturday." And I said, "Okay, well, you will be now." Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I made a few phone calls in a matter of fifteen minutes. I had uh, two of the three things we wanted to do. A uh, thing at the karate school, but we can't do that this this time. But next time we'll be yep. able to. Work yeah, you know, out. Todd was very receptive to that. Todd Williams, Monroe Jiu Jitsu, uh, yeah. very receptive about maybe hosting Dan to do some things, and hopefully, you know, we can bridge that gap. Yeah, and make we, that we, we can do that. That's not a problem. Yeah, well, yeah, see, yeah. I'm actually somewhat uh, working for Dan on on several different. Uh, aspects of his life wow nice and he's actually bringing some of his uh, ufc belts that he won man and, and these are the originals yeah i've seen photos i can't wait to see them man. in person like the original like with the uh, you know what i mean yeah, yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. over here fanboying i know you know, listen i was on the phone bro i was on the phone <laughs> and then you know like i said it, it cracks me up because i i've worked with steve austin i've worked with mankind i've worked with no, any okay, today's, son. today's steve austin day today, I, yeah. today, I was just getting ready to say give me a hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and i worked with all those guys and uh coming up but, I mean, but they were how, in ECW okay, but, and, but how did how did how did you start your career, and then how they, did you get connected was, with a lot? Like, okay, so how did you connect with the football players and stuff too? Though, actually, their owner, me and him, were on the radio together thirty years ago. Man, and uh, he he actually got a hold of me. He said, "I forgot about bringing the football girls in uh, the Detroit." Uh, yeah, Powers. we had them in. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, he said, "Hey, you know, you want to do an autograph signing?" I said, "Sure, let's do it." And Ed gives me a lot of freedom to do what I think is best for the, the store. And yeah, anytime you can bring somebody in, it's got to be good. Right. Right. You know, uh, I mean, this is kind of a small store, but you know what we may do with what we have and we yeah. have a great time doing it. Uh, I couldn't ask for a better friend. I don't want to call him a boss. I think it's a big head, but uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he is a, he's probably one of the best friends you could have. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, and like, well, same with, same with Dan. Dan yeah. is a, a great friend. We, We'll go six months not speak to each other, and then we'll go every day for the next two months to talk to each other. You know, right, I mean, right? He is a very, very busy person. Yeah, he's he he's one of these people who's going to be working two days after he's dead. Wow. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, he's just on the road all the time. Yeah. I don't think he flies because he drove from Arizona, where he lives at in the winter, all the way to somewhere in Ohio, did a wrestling show, then came back to Coldwater. Wow. And he drove the whole time. I said, "Why do you do that?" Now, does he still have a uh, a school in Coldwater? Yeah, he's actually he he's yeah he's got a, a very nice training facility. Okay, uh, but he doesn't have it open. He closed it during COVID, and he says he don't know if he wants to open it back up and be tied down to that or not. You know what? That happened a lot. Like, uh, I live part time in Los Angeles, yeah, and that happened a lot out in LA. A lot of the schools is shut down, and they were like, you know what? Well, he actually mm -hmm. asked me the other day if I'd come and run it for him. Wow, that's, yeah, that's that's, that's so, hard work. So he made his he made a transfer from WWE or, no. or, or just well, let wrestling. me you, let me give you a little little background on him. He's had over four hundred collegiate wrestling wins. Yeah, wow. Look Dan, up how many Dan's people have done that. Yeah, Dan's a man. Uh, and forgive me if I'm wrong, Dan. I think he worked. He wrestled eighteen times in one day in college in three different weight classes. Man, wow. I mean, I got to remember 16, that. Yeah, I got to ask him, ask that him on about the podcast. that. Yeah, because uh, I believe that's what he he told me at one time. Yeah, uh, you know. So I mean, and and like I said, the guy he's got uh, several different businesses he's working with. He has a uh, CBD company, and and Dan is a big CBD fan, and I am as well. Yeah. Uh, you don't do what we have done in our past, and our body's not hurt. Right. I right, mean, right. 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 I've had over 2,000 wrestling matches, and my body is just shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my back hurts, my hips hurt. I'm 57 years old, and that's all good. I wouldn't trade for any any minute of it for anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know what they always say, right? I mean, if you're doing what you love, it's really not work. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. you're putting in the work, but right. you know what, man? It's, it's like I've, it's I've been It's not cooking. something that you're ready to just go home. No, know? no. Yeah. I, I've been in a restaurant environment since I was 12 years old cooking professionally since i was 15 years old and uh man i i, I can't think of anything else i'd much no, rather. Right. i have other businesses i have other business entities and interests and you know investments and partnerships and things like that but man get me in a kitchen it's where right. i'm home get me get me cooking it's where i'm home that's where but you asked me how i got involved in the wrestling yeah yeah diner chic really? oh my word no way. 
just Bubba the Iron Sheik. I remember. I was him. working at a strip club. And okay. he come in and I was dragging a guy out by his head. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you were gonna say you were on the pole, but go ahead. <laughs> hey, you know what? It takes a lot to do that. I've tried it before. Do you know that? Never mind. We'll hey, talk about that another time. <laughs> Dude, but, you gotta have some serious arms for right? Yeah. So so but, you're dragging a guy yeah, out. Yeah, I'm dragging him out and I come back in and he well, I'm nice to meet you. I'm an iron sheik. I said, Well, yeah, I know who you are, you know. Yeah. And you need to go to wrestling school. I didn't know there was such a thing, you know. I, yeah. yeah. I'm 17 years old working at a strip club. And it's not like the internet's real big then. So no, back you, then, you knew nothing. Yeah, there was so, no internet back no. then. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I just kind of blew it off. And a couple of weeks later, I said, well, check it out. And I called uh, Harley Race because I was living in singles at the time. And Harley said, yeah, come on out. I'll show you. And my first three matches was with Bobo Brazil out of Benton Harbor, Michigan. Yeah. Bobo is a, was a great guy. Uh, I, I worked with his kids. I've actually wrestled them, too. Wow. Wow. Uh, Terry Funk was my second match. Oh man, he's got to be legend. <laughs> oh god, he beat the hell out of me. Not I'm bad. sorry to put it that way, but I no, you can I say whatever you want. Walk. We're uncensored. And uh, Harley was the third guy. Wow, and I was black and blue for two weeks after all that. That's that. And they did that to see if I would come back. Yeah, and I'm a very hard headed person. <laughs> You're not gonna run me out like that, right? You know, but uh, so I stuck around and then I had kids, and I said, Well, I need to stay home with them for a while. Right. And I did. And I'd wrestle here and there and off and on. And like I said, I've had about 2,000 matches. And it asked my record. Believe it or not, I have actually kept track of that. Yeah. Mm. It's 800 and 1,200. Right, 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 right. I actually won the yeah. last. The last one I did was after my heart transplant. Wow. I did it with Jimmy Jacobs. I got a shirt on here. I got to give Jimmy a shout oh, out. There you go. Shout Jimmy out to started Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah. So he started working with me when he was 14 years old. Wow. Then he went to WWE. He was a writer for them. Now he's a writer for Impact. Uh, greatest kid you can ever ask to meet. I mean, uh, he's actually the only wrestler who come and visit me in the hospital when I had the heart transplant. Wow. Man. But uh, we did a match a couple years ago, and I did not realize how tired it was on me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was very difficult for me to do what needed to be done. And Yeah. And he knew it. Yeah. But uh, he, he he flew in from, I think he's living in Arizona at the time. He flew on his own dime. Wow. To work that match with me. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. I was, I was going to ask you who, you know, throughout the years, who's been your favorite dance partner in the squared circle? Balls Mahoney. Balls Mahoney. Yeah. Balls was knocked the hell out of you with that chair. Uh, he hit me one time. I don't remember where it was that. He hit me so hard. My ears were bleeding. I went back in the locker room and I got my bag, grabbed my gun, and stuck it in his face. Don't you ever do that again? <laughs> Man, listen, I'm going to tell you. So I wasn't a big wrestling. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't a big wrestling fan growing up. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Rhino and Gary and those guys, yeah. they put on the events out at the FOP, yeah. right? So I'm a big sponsor. I love sponsoring the stuff because it's Monroe. I support all things Monroe. Yeah. And uh, I, I'd been sponsoring them, and Gary's like, "Man, are you ever going to come? Are you ever going to come?" And I said, "Well, Gary, they're on Thursday nights. Um, you know, it's 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 always during prime dinner time." I'm like, "Yeah, let, let me see, right?" So finally, my son and I, my son Jack, uh, you know, loves it, and he's like, "Well, Dad, like, can we go?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? I bet, I, they gave me free free seats. Why not?" So we go, and there's two things I'm going to say really quick. But we go to this thing. And as we're walking in, they're giving us our passes. There was a grandma with these two little kids, two little boys, right? And so, you know, I said, I asked uh, Dawn, I said, hey, how many, how many tickets do we have? Because they, like, they're opening the door. We're there for the VIP stuff. Yeah. And the, the boys are, like, looking in, and the grandma's like, no, 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 you know, that's not, we got to wait. Yeah. And I said, hey, how many, how many seats do we have? She goes, oh, you got, like, six. And it's just me and my son. Mm -hmm. So I go, can I give them to her? And so, like, the grandma comes in with the two little boys, and, you know, yeah. and they sat down. And so my son and I are standing behind them, and I was there with uh, Mikey Shue. I was there yeah. with Jake Elmer and, and, you know, his daughter and stuff, and just a great time. But my son Jack and I, these two little boys are standing on the chairs. Oh, yeah. And they're just going bananas, yeah. you know, for the whole thing. And, I, I, you know, Gary comes over and thanks me for going. I said, listen, man, right here. That's yeah. why you I will. I said, I will always support this event yeah. because – you know that just yep. the kids there so that night was the first time i'd seen somebody get hit with a a crutch <laughs> and you know everyone says it's fake oh no that shit these not. guys are getting fucking racked yes. on the back yeah. and my son jack's like dad that guy's bleeding 
I'm like, holy cow, like this guy's back is like, yeah. You know, the, 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 the my, one of my favorite things that people say, well, that's fake blood. You know what? That pisses me off. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not going no. to work and you're not bleeding. I am. Right, right, right. right. I have never blocked a chair shot. I always took it to the head. Yeah. I mm. always have. I take it a lot of them. <laughs> I hate to say it. Yeah. You know, because you, you watch them. You guys put their hands up like this. I never have. Yeah. Uh, I've always taken it, unfortunately, like a man. I don't know if it's good or bad. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> if you block it, it doesn't, it's, you it doesn't can't sell it the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah it doesn't I mean, it has to yeah. be something good but getting back to the the rhino thing i was actually at taco bell one night that they were doing a show and this, this kid's there he's got a stone cold steve austin shirt on and i said well do you know about the wrestling show in town yeah we're gonna go and i for some reason or another i had some rhino cards out in my car yeah from, oh i think it were wwe ones so i went out and i grabbed a couple so here get these signed well how do i get them back to you so no they're for you yeah you know and that's the reason you get into that business or the sports card business is to help the kids out because there's you can be a, a positive influence on them no matter how who you are or how you do it yeah. right 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 you, you just got to act half well and that's you know what and that's kind of that was kind of cool to hear and i know we're going to be wrapping up here in just a few minutes but that was cool to hear ed talk about and you know uh the stories he oh, loves yeah. the stories oh yeah that i love stories too that's my thing well like you know and that's if you ever go to his health food mm -hmm. shop that's one thing and, and we we keep joking around about it i'm like bro we need to rename this place the shop yeah because yeah. you know people come in and like he was saying like the barber shop and that yep. you know same thing it's that vibe it's that yeah. energy that you know you're sitting there you're chopping it up you're mm -hmm. you're talking it's like you become instant friends i can't how many people have i met down at your place yeah you know what i mean just like the girls upstairs that have the uh you know the dance studio yeah. and stuff like that it, you know different ones coming in and you're just like you start talking you're like oh man i know where that play yeah i, I you know do you use the podcast there blah 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 right you know, it's just it's super cool though well the, before, before we ahead. wrap up again i want to make sure we remind everybody about this saturday yes yeah yes. Yeah, yeah you know dan dan Severn's gonna be at cravings then down in amaya's so come out and say hi to him meet him shake his hand get something signed whatever you need to do because mm -hmm. you're not going to find a more down to earth, cooler person in this world. He, yeah, he, yeah. genuine guy. When, when you meet him, you say, "Wow, he's just a normal person." Yeah. And you would think a guy who has beat the crap out of people for a living for his whole life, literally, would be psycho or something. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. No, he is the. You wouldn't even know that's what he did for a living. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's very calm. Wow. Yeah. And it blows my. I I actually did make him mad at me a time or two. <laughs> so what yeah. what were you gonna ask? Uh yeah, so uh you want you can come back in. Yeah, come back in, man. Make sure that we don't there we go. Perfect. Oh, you're good. You're, you're good. good. Perfect. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, a form of wealth is having many different relationships. Like oh, yeah. I feel like that's one of like the greatest things that you can have is relationships with people. And you seem to have a lot of relationships with a lot of great people. Can you just share with us, like, what's a key? Because a lot of people, when they get into a position where they see somebody famous, or they see somebody that's done something great or whatever, <laughs> they kind of shut down or they yeah. don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> what would you yeah. say? You treat everybody like they're your brother. I yeah. mean, like I said, Dan is a great, great friend of mine. Jimmy's a great friend of mine. Uh, I, I text Butterbean for the uh, these guys <laughs> right. yeah, to get, yeah, him on this, yes. get him on the show. That and he's going to do it. Uh, you know, I just treat everyone pretty much equal. I don't, I don't look at anyone up here. Yeah. I look at everybody eye level and yeah. that's, that's really it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Ed is probably one of my best friends. I would do anything in the world for him, but I don't treat him any different. I would mankind. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I know mankind as well. But you yeah. treat Mick Foley a little different than you treat. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I would probably treat mankind different than Foley because mankind's kind of psycho, you know. Right. I mean, but uh, oh, he's a great guy. Uh, Mick is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hopefully, I'll bring him in someday soon. That would be oh, that'd be awesome. But yeah, he's a uh, he's a busy guy too, huh? He's hilarious. You yeah. you would love him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you a story once we get off off there. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got to know what's what's your Mount Rushmore. What's your what's your top oh, four guys in, in the business? I think well, the rock's gotta be there. Ooh. Undertaker's gotta be there, yeah. Stone Cold's gotta be there. Yeah. And I hate to say it, definitely not Hulk Hogan. I, I would he, I Hulk agree. Hogan has one match. That's it. I, was that the Andre, the, Andre giant? the Giant? 
Yeah. yeah. And after yeah. that, they were all just the same match. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. he's entertaining. Yeah. That's what this is. It's yeah. It's entertainment. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. And- yeah. But you know what? And I can say, like I said, I wasn't a big wrestling fan, mm-hmm. but, but I love the rock. I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and it drew me. There was a, there was there was a couple. I'll tell you, it. I'll tell you the other guys that I really loved. I don't know if you guys remember the British Bulldogs. Yes, yeah. man, I loved. And I, I wasn't a wrestling fan, but anytime they were going to be on, bro, I was there. I mean, I yeah. I had to see it. And back then, it was on Channel Twenty. I just yeah. remember that for yeah. some reason. You know, I, I did like it when Hogan went to the NWO. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love Conan. I love Scott. Conan you know, is. A, I yeah. love those yeah. guys. And, the entertainment was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, do you feel yeah. like you feel like Cena could be in, could be in that? I feel like for there was a there was a time at one time maybe so when everyone quit on Vince that Cena put the company on his back yep, and ran did. with it. Well, I mean, I, I, Cena is, is, is a good wrestler. I mean, he's a great wrestler. Yeah, he 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 does a very good job, mm-hmm. and his job is to put butts in the seats. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you put as as many as he has in there, you deserve to be on it. I agree. Uh, I can agree with you. There's one guy that ran me out watching this. <laughs> and, and when when Kurt Angle came in, I, I couldn't stand him. And I, and I stopped. I lost all interest. I lost all interest. Don't quote Steve Austin was gone. The Rock came once in a while. I could not stand Kurt Angle. <laughs> wow. so, so I stopped watching it. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. I, I know. Before, and that cracks me up. <laughs> I, I, t- I, I like I said, there's things I won't say on air because it, mm-hmm. it, it alienates people, and I had to think about it before I say stuff. But I, I'll tell you a story about uh, um, Jimmy Schnooker. Okay, Superfly. Me and him was doing a show, yeah, and I yeah, actually yeah. drove there. I had a, I just picked up my brand new truck, When I got it, it had three miles on it. Uh, when I got, I think we were in Birch Run actually. I get there, and Jimmy goes, "Well, can I borrow your truck? Go get some smoke." So sure, you know, mm-hmm. I got 200 miles on it. I look outside, he's doing a burnout No, in the parking lot. <laughs> then he comes back, and, and the back of my truck was full of beer and ice. I don't know if he got a cigarettes or not, but right. I said, dude, when he went and got some beer, yeah, right. he went and got beer and ice, and uh, Luna was shot. I love her to death. She was on the card, too. Uh, I, I'll tell you this story. There, we, Me and Jimmy was down at about three or four hours for a show. I'm having a salad, because that's what I ate, and Jimmy's at the other table, and there's three school teachers there. Mm. All three of them Pretty hot girls. Mm-hmm. I'm working my angle. And Luna walks in. Norm! What the hell? What? Mm. Did you get rid of them crabs? <laughs> I turn back around. <laughs> those three girls disappear. <laughs> I mean, like in thin air. I said, why did you do that for? Ah, that was funny, wasn't it? She's <laughs> no. I'm working on my promo. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just like, I was never so. I, I didn't even, I looked over. Snook is almost on the ground laughing. Wow. I said, man, I said, I'm done. That well, is awesome. Well, well, guys, we just got the sign. We got about uh, three and a half minutes. Um, so once again, uh, you know, Edge Genovar, Cravings, Cards, and Collectibles. You know where the shop is at. Guys, if you get a chance, you want to stop down, you heard the man, even if you just stop in to say hi. Um, you know, I, I, you know, again, I mean, growing up, I loved comic books. I was a comic book kid. Um, I loved, I, I was never a big collector, I, we did do like the, uh, you know, the cars just for the bubble gum that was inside. A lot yeah, of times yeah, you yeah. rip them open and get the bubble gum out. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's something fun you can do with the family. There, there is collectors that, that appreciate the art that comes in comics. You know? Yeah. And, and, yeah. And those, those I, I like because, you know what I mean? They, they, they appreciate the art. They collect the comics. They yep. read the books. Not all about money. You know? Right, yeah. right, right, money right. Money can be made. Yeah. It, it can be a collectible and a hobby as well. And, you know, like, so so one of my children, I'm a big reader, and one of my children, uh, my son Brady, he's out in L.A. Shout out to him. He's got a really cool little career happening right now in, in Hollywood. But, uh, you know, he reads a lot of comics, but he reads more of the anime stuff, you know. And uh, it's But it's really cool because, you know, I, I love watching, like I collect books and, uh, you know, it's fun watching him kind of follow a little bit in my footsteps where he, yeah. he makes sure like all his comics <laughs> are put in sleep. You know, he's like making sure like they're in a box and that the box is like covered and labeled and mm-hmm. who knows if they'll ever be worth anything, but it's just the fact that he loves the art so much. He doesn't want it to get damaged. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just really cool. But, but anyway, cards and collectibles, something you can do with a family. 
It's great to see fathers and sons get out and bond in a different, unique way. Parents and, and grandchildren. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, favorite, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like you, yeah. start with your grandpa, you know, and that's yeah. kind of like, you yeah. know, our stories here. I mean, you know, Jeff was really close with his grandfather. I was really close with my grandfather. We did a lot of fun stuff together. And then, of course, Jeff Hill bringing in uh, some of these superstars, um, you know, and, and bringing them down to the shop so they can do card signings and uh, or autograph signing, excuse me. They can take photos. They've got merchandise for sale, things like that. Again, family, fun environment, things for the whole family to come and enjoy. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for yeah, coming thank out. Thank you, guys. Man. Really appreciate thank you for you. coming out and letting us know a little bit more about what you do and who you are. Again, Saturday, Jeff, hit it. What are we doing Saturday? Well, hopefully everybody's going to show up at Cravings around 1 o'clock. We're not a draft signing until 3. Yes. Then we're going to come up here and do another podcast with you guys. Yes. Then we're going down to Amaya's. We're going to sit down there until the fight's over and sign autographs, meet people. And hands. on your way to Cravings, if you have a collection, you or somebody <laughs> know that they want to sell it, bring it in. We'll look at it and we'll purchase it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Let's go. Good promos, I love to guys. buy it. Yeah, yeah. Good I love promos, spending guys. that money. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, everybody, I want to thank you once again for tuning in. Boss Talk, uncensored with my good friend Jeff Copey. I'm Tino Amaya. We're out of here. Let's Peace. go. Peace. Boss Talks, keep it uncensored. It's so hard. You could be from all walks. Come tune in the Boss Talks. Got that horse ball.